behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fixing Radio. And good morning. How you doing, Larry? All right, this is Dennis Brewster and Larry. We're with Fix It Radio right now, and John's off this week, so... And I got uh, Charlie behind the glass. He's going to help us sound better than we So there's going to be some things. If you need to call, call and ask any questions, anything around the house, please give us a call, 303-477-5600. And you can text us at 307-200-8222. And you can hear, if you're listening on Sunday or Sunday at 4 or Tuesday at 2, uh, you could just text us and, and send a message in, and we'll get, you, get that answered as soon as we can. But uh, there will be no one to answer the phone. So. No, and John does a good job of take, taking those texts and, take, and answering them. So not yeah. a problem. Yep. And if you send him an email, um, to, he can you can send an email to him at, I think it's, a, yeah, john at fixitradio.com. And, and yep. then he'll get it to, sometimes he sends them to me and, and we try to help out. So um, I tried to get Pam to come in, but that wasn't going to happen. So. <laughs> But if you have any questions about trees or anything like that, um, you can give me a call because I have her laptop so I can look at stuff and find out an answer probably for you. Um, she's at home. She wanted to plant. A, she wants we, – we always look around our property and we find things that aren't doing so well. She wants to move bushes here to there because they're not doing good, and she's not afraid to just pluck them out and put them somewhere else, and, and then they do better. And she found a couple little – trees growing different places so she wants to move those into places where they'll do better and where she wants them to grow so well, like, on the other side with trees and, and i found this out myself is as they grow across your yard they'll send shoots up oh yeah they do so you got to figure out a way to yeah get those shoots cut down and yeah. stop growing and yeah, that's right yeah yeah and th- these are trees that we found underneath other trees that just little seedlings that uh-huh. took off and so she says, I'm going to pluck those out, and I'm going to put them in this one spot, and I want to put a tree over here, and I want to do – I'm like, okay, as long as you're not buying anything, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, and we'll talk about some things that you can do around the house that will be really good. And I also wanted to talk about the HOA stuff. Um, I was listening to the radio last night – or the TV, and an HOA is going in doing foreclosures on homes, which um, I, I really don't think is legal. I – I sit on an HOA board, and there's no way we have that kind of power. So I don't know how they could do it, but yeah, I know that they, in some cases, the HOA boards think they're God. Yeah, and they're not. Yeah. So we do have a caller. We got Joe from New Jersey. How you doing, Joe? You, you there? Hello. Hello, Joe. How you hey, doing? I'm good. Yourself? Good. Thanks for calling. Good. Right. Hey, just a thought. It's that time of year when you're going to be switching over from snow blowers to lawnmowers. Right. Um, <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so just some reminders: if you if you have a snow blower uh, before you put it away for the winter, uh, you number one want to add some fuel stabilizer to it, and then run that stabilize. Then after you do that, one of two things: either either run it dry or run. Make sure you run it long enough to get that stabilized fuel in through the carburetor. 
you don't want to put it away with just regular gas, you know, for, for the next eight months with uh, just plain gas in it. Preferably run stabilized through through the carburetor till it's all dry and then put it away dry. That'd be my first recommendation. Um, then, of course, you got a bunch of grease fittings on there that you should probably grease now before you put it away and it gets all rusty for the winter. Um, in terms of your lawnmower, uh, there's probably you've got a bunch of grease fittings and hopefully you stabilized your gas tank on your on your lawnmower before you put that away. Um, by the way, in my case, I've got a little riding lawnmower that has a mower deck and a front mount snowblower, so I just went through the transition of, of uh, taking off the snowblower, which has, again, a bunch of grease fittings and mounting the mower deck. But before you do that, there's a bunch of grease fittings on those mower decks that are hard to get once it's mounted. So the best time to service that mower deck is when it's off. And also, if you've never flipped it over and taken a putty knife, you've probably got a bunch of uh, old grass that used to be wet that's now caked on and rotting away the, the sheet metal. So take a putty knife and get rid of all that. And if you can, even wire brush it down and spray some primer paint on the underside of your mower deck. And that's kind of my recommendation uh, for for people who have mower decks. Well, I appreciate that. On the other side, of that, <clears throat> other side of that coin is you want to make sure that your blade is sharpened. Yep. So oh, when yeah. you get ready for the first yep. first cut this this you know this summer or whatever. Yeah, and, and what I would recommend before you pump any grease in there, take a rag and wipe off that zerk, yep. so you don't push the dirt in, and make sure it's yep. clean, really clean before you pump any grease through. Otherwise, you'll plug yep. up that zerk. That's how they get plugged. So. Yeah, and the other thing on sharpening blades, some people are in misconception they're supposed to be sharp like a knife. Uh, you never want to sharpen them any thinner than a dime. Um, so sharp does not mean razor edge. All you do is wind up dinging them and bending them. So you, right. you don't want to put a razor, razor, razor edge on your lawnmower blades. And, you know, they're so cheap these days for a lot of lawnmowers. You can buy, you know, a pair of blades for 18 bucks. So I don't even – I mean, it's good to have a set of, of spares maybe when you sharpen, yeah. you know. Uh, it's ready you know, to but, go. Uh, ready to go. But, yeah. uh, you know, for eight, $18 at Home Depot – or on Amazon online, you can order a spare pair of uh, blades for your lawnmower. Yeah, and then uh, you could see how they were sharp at one point, and then just try to remember that or take a picture of it so you do the same kind of cut or grinding that down back to the way it originally was. Because a yeah, lot of people make device. a mistake yeah. of cutting it yeah. different. Yeah, and yeah, there's a bevel to it. So just once you have that other set of blades, just you know, put the old ones in a, in a vise with an angle grinder and eye protection. And, you know, get them sharpened and beveled to the same thickness uh, that the new blades are. But as long as you have it upside down, I see so many. My neighbor had a deck. We flipped it over. He must have had three years of caked grass uh, stuck to the underside and edges of his deck. And you could see when we scraped it off, you know, he was starting to get some severe rusting under there. Because it is acidic. After a while, you let it sit, it will start to rot your deck away. So um, if you haven't flipped your deck over, do it. Other thing, while we're thinking of it, is your furnace humidifier. It's been running all winter. It's probably caked with minerals. Um, now it's probably so. Two things you want to do, and damn near is horrible at this. Number one, if you've had your humi furnace humidifier turned on for the winter, now you want to turn it off. The last thing you want to do is humidify air while you're trying to air condition it, because one of the big things about air conditioning is dehumidification. I see so many people. Are, are trying to run their air conditioning summer with the humidifier on, which is uh, you're fighting yourself when you're trying to do that, uh, plus you're, you're taking all those minerals. So shut your humidifier off. There should be a little dial. Set it to zero. A lot of them have a little shutoff valve. Set your 
uh, furnish uh, dehumidifier valve. Just turn it off. It's a little copper line, about an eighth-inch line. Uh, and then uh, pull that pad. And if you don't have a spare one, go on Amazon and order yourself a spare dehumidifier pad for your furnace. And pull out the uh, condensate. And before you get into summer, open that little condensate uh, uh, tray and, and make sure you don't have any buildup and that the little float in there is working on your little condensate off your furnace. Little, because that will run in the summer, too, with air conditioning. That's where all your condensate's going to go. So that's another spring chore is the dehumidifier and the condensate tank on your air conditioning and furnace. And, Joe, you're talking about if you have a central air system. If you have a swamp cooler system, that's a different story. Right, Deb, right. I was talking strictly central air conditioning with central with a uh, central furnace, you know, with a furnace that has a cooling coil inside because um, uh, that's where you're going to have that humidifier pad uh, for your for your furnace, which is only should be run in the wintertime, never in the summertime. All right. Well, thank you, Joe, for calling in and giving us that information. Good information. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. And, and with that, I mean, there's another thing you can do, and we're going to go into this, and we could just start now. And that's change the um, your filter, your air filter in yes. your your in your heater, yep. and get that all ready. And like you were saying, swamp cooler. Hopefully, they didn't put their leave their pump on throughout the <laughs> the winter because they're probably froze and broke. Because I used to have swamp coolers at our building, and and you have to take those those pumps out and drain the tanks and stuff. And then um, I, every once in a while, I used to change the. It's like a matting on the outside that the water drips down right. through. And and sometimes you got to get in there and clean those little jets, yes, because they're not pressurized. It's just water flows down through those and gets them wet, and then the air goes through it, cools right. the air. So you got to make sure that they're all working right and and it's it's in good shape. And that's what happens is dirt plugs them up. Well, so, dirt and scum and, and yeah. all kinds of different stuff. Calcium. So, so you do have to rinse out your pan and everything else in that in that um, swamp cooler. So if you have a swamp cooler, you got stuff to do there. Um, there's, I, I pulled up a thing, and it says there's 16 things you should do around the house. And, um, you know, while you're doing the heater and everything, you can jump right down, move right over to your, uh, um, your hot water heater and drain that yeah. tank. Check and drain the, the sediment yep. and everything and, and just water your yard with that water that comes out. Just put a hose on there and just take it right on out and water the grass. Sure. You know, because it's not bad for the grass at all. Even if it has a little bit of metal in it, it's probably good for it. One so. of the other things we talked about last week was check your fire. Uh, that was my next thing. Yeah. Yeah, the smoke detectors. Smoke detectors and, and fire alarms. and Or your smoke detector and then your, and your carbon, your carbon monoxide, monoxide yeah. detector and change the batteries. Change the battery yeah. if it's not hardwired in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a good time to do that, too. Yeah, that was one of the first things they came up with. And then, um, you know, now now you're you're doing this and you're in that, that area probably where you have your wash machine. Check your hoses on your wash machine. Make sure they're they're not leaking and they're not some condensate. You know, sometimes it builds up a crud around them when they're starting to leak, that green stuff. Yep. And, yep. and you might need to put new hoses on. But at least inspect them every once in a while because you don't want to go on vacation and come back to find that you have a flood going on. Well, not only that, but trying to get, if you end up having to replace the hoses at some point yeah. and you didn't take care of them, oh, that can be a chore. Right, right. And sometimes what I like to do is I like to move those away from the wall a little bit and, and clean up the, 
stuff behind it right because a lot of lint will go there even if you have a duct on and everything sometimes you still see you still don't you didn't catch it all no no and then since you're doing that that's a good time to clean the clean clean the dryer vent and clean it all out and kind of scrub it through if you got a brush they got brushes you make that you can just push on through and everything else and then check the outside make sure where it was going and yeah the vent itself make sure it's cleaned yes cleared out because some rodents might have tried to come back in it, you know, when it's warm right there. Believe it or not, I had some birds move in. Oh, did you really? <laughs> and make a nest in there, yeah. Yeah, so you never know what's going to happen. So um, so that's always a good thing to do, you know, when you're at the outdoor event. Uh, make sure the shrub's not going to block it now. You might have to trim that shrub down a little bit, too, right. if you have it hiding behind a shrub and stuff like that. So um, some other things that we're talking about were uh we can get into them we're coming up on a break and why don't we do that while we'll hold and we'll just go to a quick break you are listening to fix it radio on klz 560 want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now take aim affordable interest mortgage 720-895-0500 we have been showing coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment home values are at the highest in their history Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop! Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof, but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways of cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical, heating, and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. 
Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. I'm John Rush, host of Drive Radio, Fix-It Radio, and also Rush to Reason. I'm also a business owner and a business coach. Even though I love being on air and talking to all of you on a regular basis, the job I love the most is helping other business owners achieve their dreams. I've helped business owners who have owned a job become actual business owners. I do this through the installation of systems and helping them with their leadership skills so they can truly run their business instead of the business running them. If you're tired of your business running you and you want the freedom you sought in owning your own business, call me for a free consultation. I would love to help you and your business attain the goals you've always had. Go to RushMediaInc.com and send me an email. You can also use the text line 307-200-8222. Stop being a slave to your business and contact me today. Okay, you're listening to Fix It Radio on KLZ 560. If you have any questions about what we've been talking about or and there's no stupid questions, please call in. And if you have anything about trees or grasses or weeds or anything like that, I can do the best we can answer those too. Um, or I can call Pam and make her answer me. <laughs> but give us a call, 303-477-5600. One thing about the hot water heaters that we forgot to mention is you need to check your an- anoid. Yeah. Um, it's right on the top and you open that up, but make sure you're, I don't know if you need to turn off your pressure. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah. And then you just lift that up and you'll see if it's rotted out or being eaten away. And that's a good thing, but you, you can replace those. So you can get them any uh, hardware store, Home Depot, Lowe's, any place like that. They'll, they've got them sold. So, okay. Some of the other things you can do around your house right now. Um, and, and, you know, we were talking, Joe called in and we were talking about snowblowers, putting them away and stuff. Yep. I'm not so sure I'd put mine away yet. Not in Colorado anyway. I, no. no. New Jersey might be a little different, but yep. no, in Colorado, I, we still have snow in April. Yeah. I think we had that one blizzard bomb around April. We've had several blizzards yeah. in April. Yes, we have. Over the so, years, yeah. And even so. some snows in, in uh, May. So I wouldn't put them away just yet. Um some other things that you could do, though, right now is you can empty your closets and start looking at your winter clothes and getting your summer clothes ready and, yep. and getting that organized. Um, that's not a bad thing to do. And you can even donate some that you say, well, I don't want to wear this anymore. And, and I know sometimes that's hard for people because they always think, well, I can still wear this. But, you know, sometimes if you're questioning it. And, and what I like to do is if I haven't worn it in a long time, you know, in a long time to me is six, eight months and – or I didn't wear it during the summer, but it's a summer shirt. Uh-huh. I get rid of it. Well, yeah. you know, we all have that problem because we like to hoard yeah. our stuff. Yeah. But when you when you think about it, it's not just clothes. It's everything in your house. Look, yes. go, go through it and, and see if there's things there that you don't need. That's right. And, and like we're doing that with our garage. We're going through all the stuff because I built a building that I'm going to move all that stuff in. I'm like, Did, I haven't even opened this box. And Pam hates my theory on this because if I haven't opened a box in three years – you don't need it. I don't open it again, <laughs> and I get rid of it. And uh, we have some friends of ours that she's she says, yeah, but there might be some pictures in there that you saved and you just didn't want to open and stuff. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. If I haven't opened it in three years, then I don't need them. No. Yeah, because then I'm not looking at them either in three years. And believe it or not, I've got pictures at the house that you know we've had for 30 years. Yeah. Haven't looked at them in over 20 years. Yeah. Why do I still have them? Yeah. 
you don't really need that stuff unless there's some memories that you want to keep. Yeah. But, but we're guys. Yeah. And guys have a tendency <laughs> not to care about that kind of stuff as much as the women do. So right. it's not a bad thing. It's just that's just the way we're wired. So, yeah. Um, and when you're going into your garage, yeah, it's the same thing with stuff in your garage. Yeah. Except for we won't get rid of tools. <laughs> and no, they'll say, get rid of tools. Well, you haven't used that tool in 30 years. You know, and you should get rid of it. But I've got lumber and yeah. stuff that I've bought over the years that I haven't ever used. Right. Why, why do I keep it? Yeah, and I know people do that for garage sales. They sell that kind of stuff, and people, other people buy it. Because I don't like that stuff going to the dump. Well, my problem is I hate garage sales. I do, too. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm the one selling. Yeah, it's tough. I, I just can't stick. My wife used to do that. Pretty nice, really? but not me. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a tough <laughs> one. So another thing to do right now, you can do after long months of cold weather, um, everybody still wants to get outside again. And yep. the rodents and everything else are still around, and they've been snug inside. Now they're going to find a way to get out, which is good, but you got to find out how they got in. So you want to make sure um, you can hire a professional or you can uh, just, you know, the pets won't come to a clean house. These, or right. not, I call them pets, but mice and rats and different varmints won't come in if the house is clean. And another thing you could put around there, if you don't, if you find where they're coming in, if you put dryer sheets, they don't want to come in. Right. They, they don't, don't, don't like, like the, the smell. They yep. don't like the smell. We find that with cars. So, well, uh, and the other thing is that, and I and I found this out a couple of years ago, is where you store your pots and pans and yeah. dishes and so on. Clean it out. Vacuum it out. Put everything back. Put everything back. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's spring cleaning. Yeah. That's where we get that word spring cleaning from. <laughs> or Yeah. Um, another thing you could do is you can wash the windows on the inside in your window treatments. Yes. And get ready for that because you want the sun to come in your house. It'd be nice to have everything clean and stuff. And then eventually um, in the next, I'd say around May, middle of May is a good time to start cleaning the windows on the outside. And, and cleaning the window screens and stuff. Yes. Because that's what I do. I take them all down, and then I look at them to see which one's got tears or something, and then I fix them. Um, they're very easy to fix. Yes, they are. And you can get the screen really cheap. Yep. You know, so. Um, and if you don't, then you can find someone who will do it for you, and it's not too hard. Most of the hardware, like uh, Lowell's or uh, Home Depot, Home Depot they'll, they'll fix the screens for you. Yeah. Um, another thing I know they talked about this last week, and I won't go too much into it, is the cleaning the gutters and the downspouts. Right. And getting the stuff out. Even if you think you don't have leaves around, they get in there. Stuff gets in there. You're it's, not going to, even with the gutter guards that they yeah, have and the leaf yeah. guards that they have. Yeah. And that's one of the things I didn't talk about last week that I should have, but I didn't think about it, is when our, our roofer was on, to ask him what he thinks of these gutter guards. Yeah, Dave from Roof Max. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we should that'd be a good subject to see what he thinks. Um and then you should get up there and check your roof. You know, look around for the shingles and see how they're doing and everything else. But I'm sure Dave talked about that last week. Another thing I I like to do, what Pam and I like to do is we walk around our property in our house. And we write down, we take a pad with us and we write down the things we want to fix or and do an inspection basically and look, "Oh, look, that tree's too close to the house or that bush, you know." And, and that's what we hear scraping against the house, you know, and look at the, what it did to the screen or different things like that. So we walk around everywhere and do that. And then also um, when I'm inside and it's cold out near the when it gets really freezing out, I write down which windows have a little bit of a draft. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then I go in and I pull off the molding and 
seal up back in there and then put the molding back on and things like that. So, And you could do the outside like that, too, because it might be coming from the outside. A lot of that is, is do-it-yourself stuff that you yes. can do. But if you can't, there's handymen all over town that will be glad to come out and help you do yes. that. Yes, yes. And, it, and it's good to, to walk around, and you can look at the exterior painting services. Yep. Um, you can check the foundation of the home. The foundation is important. Yeah. And, and some of the problems, like my mother-in-law had, is my father-in-law, when he passed away in uh, 2000, right? And what he did was he had a gutter that he had by his garage, and it came out, and he put an extension on it mm-hmm. to get out of the way from the house, right? Well, her Pam's brothers went over there to mow and stuff, and they thought, well, this thing's in my way. I'm going to get rid of it. And they got rid of it, right? Well, 15 years later, she start, her garage started sinking in that corner because the water got in there. Sure. And then she kept, everybody was saying, we don't understand what's happening. Your garage door has a gap in it, and, and the foundation's sinking over here. We don't know why. Da, da, da. I go over there after rain one day, and it's all wet. And even days after it would dry it out, everything was dry. That was still wet. And that means that foundation was sinking because of the water draining right there. So water is damaging. you got to get the water away from your house. And talking about the extensions on your, on Gutter. your gutters, it's very simple to put a little metal piece screwed into the, ex- into the gutter. So when you lift, lift it up, lift it up and it clips onto it, and yes. it holds it out of, your, out of your way while you're mowing, Yeah, and then let it fall back down when you're done. Right. But people get tired of that, having to do that extra work. And that's just lazy. It, just do it because it will save you in the long run. Absolutely. It's thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, another thing we look for, you know, is um, we have uh, – I have wood posts around for my fencing. Uh-huh. And I go over there and I feel them to see if they're cracked or broken or, or loose or, or, loose or yep. rotting. You know, because 90% of the time it's rotting mm-hmm. and it breaks because it's rotted underneath. So – you know, feel those around, and, and, and then I look on my deck for boards that are starting to get bad and things like that and, and to see if I need to reseal my deck. You know, because right now, if the water's not beating on it, then it's probably time you need right. to – I like to sand it myself. I go rent the sander from Home Depot or Lowe's, and I, they have these big discs, and you put them on there, and then you sand the deck down, and then when you seal it, it's all nice and clean right. and smooth. So. Um, and before you put the window screens back on, if you do those, it's a good time to hose them all off in there. Get, to all, get the all the dirt crud. And yeah, crud the dirt off, and yep. crud off of there. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then we look around the yard and the garden to determine what areas need landscaping. Um, do we need to rake? Do we need to pull weeds? Do we have to have mulch around in certain areas and stuff like right. that? Yeah, and it's a good time to do all this kind of stuff. This is great stuff to do. Um, well, even if you don't do it right now, if you just make notes of what you need to do. That's that's the pad. Yeah. I, I, I write a pad down, and, and a matter of fact, I have it here, and I have um, – I'm a little over the top. <laughs> I got 87 things I wrote down that we got to do. But there, I write down such little things. You know, Pam goes, why are you writing that down? I said, because I forget. Right. And then about August, I'll remember, oh, I should have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and this is a good time to, to go out to your concrete and see where water's been puddling after it snows or rains. Yep. And you might need to fix that. Why is it puddling there? Why is, what do I need to do? Is there a crack there? That's well, if, if you look at your driveway and your sidewalks, yes. if they've got cracks in them, now's the time to seal them up. Yeah, and, and, and see what you got to do here when it does get a little bit warmer. Yep. You might want to do it then. Um, you need to inspect your outdoor furnishings, uh, like your flags is one. And then the furniture that you're going to be putting out, 
Yeah. Because you know, some people, like we do, we have some furniture that we have underneath our porch, but we put it inside, store it away, hide it so it doesn't get weathered. Right. And then we put it out when it gets nicer out. Well, it's a good time to be cleaning those pads up and, and right. cleaning all the furniture down and lubing things. And, you know, I like to do, too, is every once in a while I like to go around once a year and just take um, WT-40 and just put a drop on my hinges of my doors mm-hmm. in the house. And I take a rag with me to wipe it all down. Makes the doors sound so much better. Well, you could do the same thing with your garage doors. Yes. Spray the WD-40 on the rollers. Yeah. Yeah. I, and what I like to do before I do that is blow them off. Yeah. And get the junk out of there, and then I do that. So, all right. With that, you're listening to Fix It Radio. If you have any questions or concerns or anything you want to talk about, about anything around the house, please give us a call, 303-477-5600. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to KLZ 560. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home, or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate, but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra costs. Let us show you how to save thousands. 
Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. Okay, we're back, and you're listening to Fix It Radio on KLZ 560. Got three lines open, 303-477-5600. Please give us a call if you have any questions. A couple things we just thought of, and Larry... Had a great thing. Um, it's a good time to go out and clean your patio and your sidewalks. You can pressure wash them and stuff. And if you decide you're going to clean your car, take your trash cans with you to the to the car wash. Yeah. Because then you can spray them out with that high-pressure washer and clean out your trash cans because they get gunk in the bottom of them. They get sticky pop and things like that. Well, and especially if you have a recycled container. Yeah. It's going to get, if it's in a few throw cans, you know, I don't care if it's beer cans, pop cans. Anything. Anything. The bees will like that syrup and that sugar. Yeah, and so then you'll attract bees, and exactly. you don't want that. Yeah. Well, bees are good, but you don't you don't need them in your trash can. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's a good thing to do. I mean, you know, uh, to pressure wash them there is a lot better than to do them at home. Sure. Or if you are going to do them at home, one thing I would suggest is fill the bottom of the can of water about a, two inches. Mm-hmm. Throw some soap in there. Let it sit for Let, a while. Yeah. Sure. And then it'll hose out a lot easier. Yeah, so that's great stuff. And then when you're doing that, then you can take your outdoor furniture and put it off to the side and hose them off, too, all at the same time. Well, not only the furniture, but the cushions that go on the furniture. You could yeah. clean all that stuff up. Yeah, and it would be it'd be, it'd be nice, and then it'll clean up easy. Another thing you could do while you're out there is, is go and organize your garage. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, go through and go through areas. I mean, because and, – and, you you know, you were mentioning, you know, to lube the wheels – and, and you know, your garage, garage doors. Door, yeah. You can also look and see if your seam was, you know, your bottom seal. The little rubber seal. Yeah. yeah, if the rubber seal was actually sealing, you were getting right. some snow in this year or something, it's a good time to go out there and replace that seal. And see, when I see stuff like that, I write it on my pad, and that's one of my Well, not things. only the seal itself, but you could adjust the garage door. door to, to hit tighter. So it fits a little tighter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things you can do there. It might not just be the seal that's bad. Right. It might be the door's not adjusted properly. And so you can do that. And so um, another thing, you know, we were talking about lawnmowers earlier. Um, when Joe called in, he was mentioning about your lawnmower. Is it ready and stuff like that? Well, the other thing that you have is like we have tools. Pam has a lot of tools she likes to use, and she likes her saws and her and um, she loves the hand clippers. Well, that's you what know. you mentioned, the hand clippers. Everybody's got hand clippers. <laughs> yeah, some people might not. They have the weed eaters, you know, and stuff like that. But um, I sharpen those. I take them apart. You can take them all the way apart. Oh, yeah. And then I, I wire brush them, 
because I have a grinder with a wire brush on it, clean all that crap out of there, and then I can grind them nice and smooth and get a nice, good, sharp blade on there. And I tell you what, it's a world of difference. Oh, and you yeah. could lubricate the pinch points? Yes, and that's what I do with a little bit of WD. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you just want to make things easier for life. And then when you go to use this stuff, it's all working. Another thing I do is I start looking at my weed eaters and I, I look, is the battery, I have one that's a battery operated and I have one gas. The gas ones last for a while, but then eventually the hoses, little tiny hoses the size of a vacuum line and smaller, mm -hmm. they go bad. They go, they just do. They sure. just go bad after a while. They split, crack, who knows why. Or Well, and believe it or not, in today's market, battery powered tools are just... They've come They're a not long expensive. Way. Yeah, they've come a long way. Yeah. And and, and it's and it's well, with mine I like to make sure I have enough weed, uh the, the string. string uh -huh. Yeah, that I can uh fix them during when I need to and stuff like that. And then uh, you know, I make sure that they're working good. I check the batteries to make sure I look at the ends when you take the battery out and you look at it where it plugs into the sometimes the contact they, ends of yeah, it. Yeah, the contact contact ends sometimes get burnt. And then you know you have a battery problem starting yep. to happen. So you might want to get, find this, see if you can get another battery. And you can find these batteries fairly inexpensive at different places. There's, yeah, you can. Yeah. So don't let that be your, your hold up on that. Um, you could even go online and buy them. I mean, they're, yeah, they're just everywhere. I yeah. I just type in that battery and see for a replacement. You can find replacements for about half the price. Yep. So it's good stuff to do, you know, to go out in the house, look at your fences to see if – Rodents been digging underneath there to get in and stuff like that because we're not outside that much during the winter. Right. Um, and so you need to get out there and look around and stuff. Another thing I can tell you, you can plant right now, too. If you have a garden, you can start planting spinach, lettuce. Um, we planted jalapenos. You can do peas. Uh, there's a lot of cold crops that you can plant that, that can actually do good right now. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's not a bad time to get out there and do that. And I was just noticing yesterday that my tulips are starting to grow right in my flower garden. Yeah. So those are things that you you don't have to necessarily do anything right now, but just keep an eye on them. Make sure yep. things are you're comfortable. Yep. We got uh, bulbs coming up all over the place. Yep. Yeah. And and sometimes you just dig them deeper than other times. Right. You know, it depends where you live and things like that. Another thing we were talking about HVAC earlier when Joe called in and stuff. One thing you could do now is your condenser, you can go over there and clean your condenser off. Right. So your AC will work a lot smoother. And, and make sure you don't get no bushes real close to it and things like that. And maybe you need to trim those bushes and stuff. And, and now's a good time to sit down and go, okay, what do I want to do in my yard? What do I, you know, I want to, you know, I have a patio and I don't like this tree doing that or I don't like this bush over there. Now's the time to think about where you want to move everything, what you want to do, how you want to set it up. I don't want to do so much lawn care. Maybe I can put some gravel in here or rock in here and change this up and change that up. And, and now's a good time to sit down and, and try to figure all that out so you're not doing it when it's really super hot out. Well, and believe it or not, I was reading an article the other day where the city of Denver is not going to allow grass in oh. certain neighborhoods. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> because of the water restrictions and, you know, those kind of conditions. So you're going to have to have a... Pretty much rock yard, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, sometimes zero escape. They do the zero escape. Yep. You can, I don't know. Um, I'm not a fan of that, but that's I'm okay. I'm not either. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and that, that kind of takes care of it about doing things around the house. I really recommend that you just take a pad, walk around the house, and see what you need to do to change things. Right. That's, that's the best thing to do. 
Um, right now, I do want to talk. You know, I was watching the news last night, Larry, and and they said Green Valley Ranch has a whole bunch of HOA. Yes. That, that's going after these people for um, uh, they're basically um, foreclosing on them. And well, it's I, only I because honestly, they didn't pay their HOA dues, supposedly. Well, and they had things like they did. They they said, well, this person didn't cut their grass this low, and this person had something in their window, right. different drapes. I, I don't know. I, I we have an HOA at our in our property at our in your neighborhood. Yeah, in our neighborhood, but we're not Nazis. What we're there for is to help them. Um, like like right now, my job with the HOA is I go out there and and I if someone wants to put a building up, I go out there and and show them where the pins are. For free, uh-huh. we have a metal detector. I'll show them where the property pins are, and I'll show them what the what the regs say. What you're supposed to be within 25 feet from the fence, right, or from the property line, and the, and from the and that's from the side. In the back, you're supposed to be 50 feet, and then the, and then the front, you're supposed to be of 100, and that's from the center of the road, in. And and we try to just help them because if they go to refi, we got to verify that they don't have any buildings in that area, right. <clears throat> and we can tell them, yeah, you're you're okay, and or else, no, you got to move that building. And we've had some people that have had to move the buildings because they didn't ask the HOA for permission. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't be able to build without the county coming to us and talking to us. That's a whole other issue. Well, they're supposed to have a permit if you're going to build anyway. Well, they do get the permit, but the county doesn't verify where it is. Oh, That's okay. what the HOA is for, they say. Okay. Well, really? if they don't check with us, right. then how do we tell them? And, and we, we're not official. We can't. <clears throat> I can tell you where you can do this, and you can still go and do it. But and, you don't have to. Well, if they still – no, but what I'm saying is I can say you can't build in this corner here. Um, you can build in this corner here, but you got to be 25 feet away here and 50 feet away from the back. Right. And if they decide to put it right back in that corner and ignore that 50-foot easement and they put it there and they're within 10 feet of the easement and 10 feet of the easement, I can't stop them. The only thing I can do is we can put a lean – you know, what happens is – um, when you go to sell or go to do um, a refi, the bank calls us and, and asks us about the property. And then we go out and verify that there's nothing in that area, in the easements. And if it is, they have to move it. We won't give them permission to do anything. Well, and that's, that's the other side of it. If, if you build too close to your property line yeah. and the city decides they want to take part of that property line for can. an improvement, they're going to knock your building down. Yeah. And see, we have bridal trails out there, so they have to be with, out of those bridal trails. And mm-hmm. that's another thing that we tell them. You know, you can't be in the bridal trail and things like that. But for us to go after you and do a foreclosure, I mean, we've had people out there that had, one guy had like over 150 vehicles on his property. Oh, gosh. We couldn't do anything about it. We, we just sent them letters and stuff, and then we had to go to court. We couldn't put a foreclosure. We couldn't. I don't know how Green Valley is doing this. And if someone has the answer to it, please give us a call. 303-477-5600. You're listening to Fix It Radio. We're going to take a quick break. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once 
and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio we live in uncertain times energy prices are through the roof but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical, heating, and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Okay, we're back, and we're talking about HOA with uh, Green Valley Ranch. Let's go ahead and go to George. How you doing, George? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. So let me preface my comments by saying this. I have been head of an HOA for about 20 years. Okay. Um, I've, I've been on the board for about 22 years, uh, originally just as a board member at large and the original board president. 
uh, got into a fist fight with a contractor. And after the cops hauled him away, our property manager said, hey, you look like a calm, trust, trustworthy individual and suckered me into it. <laughs> uh, I know that feeling. <laughs> well, I mean, I got suckered onto the board to begin with. Uh, I, I always blame my father. When my wife and I bought our house and we found out there was an HOA, the first thing my dad said was, don't let them run roughshod over you. And uh, a year and a half later, I got on the board. He said, I told you not to let them run roughshod on you not to get on the board. <laughs> I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I don't necessarily agree with what Green Valley Ranch is doing. I think they're being overzealous. But, you know, you have covenants, you have declarations, you have bylaws, you have standards of upkeep that, you know, as a homeowner, you're responsible for. And that's spelled out in those documents. I think... Some of this stuff that I've heard of, uh, some of the some of the stuff they're foreclosing on, is petty. Yeah. But at the same time, I have seen some. I have a homeowner that we foreclosed on simply because um, we were sending them violation letters for the fact that the siding was falling off their house, and they were ignoring the violation letters. You know, uh, I, I mean, and it's a six month process before it got to the point of going to the lawyer. You know, they, we sent him a courtesy letter. You sent him a second courtesy letter. You sent him a fine threat. And on down the line, and they were just simply ignoring them. So, um, but my, my question is, so, you know, because I sit on an HOA, too, and, and we've had a customer out, or a, a person out there that had, they had over 150 cars on the four acres and stuff, and he wasn't even living in the house. He was just using it as a storage lot. And we had to take them to court and waiting for, you know, we went through the first round of court with our attorney and stuff. And second round, the guy died. And then the wife said, I'm just going to sell the property. So I'm going to have to get all these cars out and everything else. So we never got any further along than that. And they cleaned the cars all off and everything's fine now. But I didn't well, know that when you, I didn't know that as a, as a HOA, we can foreclose on a home. I thought sure. it was. I thought we could put a lien against it, and then when they go to sell it, you we can, can collect well, it. So, so here's the here's the process. That the way it typically works um, is so at least with my HOA, and I think most are like this. Your first step is a courtesy violation letter. Right. Uh, right. That's second, what we did. Second step is second step is usually a courtesy letter. Also, although some it'll be a fine threat. It just depends on the process. Uh, third step is. Uh, you know, continue, you know, you start fining. At a certain point, as part of that fine, you reserve, begin to reserve the right to put a lien on the property. Right. As part of the, you know, even though it's a violation. Right. Once that violation gets to a certain point and you turn it over to the attorney, well, the homeowner has a choice. They can respond, and a lot of them won't respond to the attorney. They'll just throw the letter from the attorney in the trash until it gets to the point of where they physically get served of the writ of foreclosure. Then they suddenly respond. So by the time it's gotten to the point of where the attorney is foreclosing on the house for a covenant violation, you could be six months to a year, or in most cases, you're a year down the road. Sure. By the time you've gotten to that point. And not every HOA is going to foreclose 
for a covenant violation. You right. have to be, I, I mean, it has to be pretty egregious because, you know, it, it might be a thousand. Now, of course, at the same time, when I say that, it could depend on what the violation is and what's involved. I mean, we went after a homeowner and foreclosed because literally the siding was falling off the house. They were ignoring us. The attorney took them to court for the violation. They didn't show up. The judge came back and sided with us, gave us permission to fix the house. The homeowner just, they didn't care because we had the court order. We had everything we needed to fix the house, the siding. Well, now we have to recoup that cost. It was $20,000 to recoup that cost to fix the house. Sure. Well, we, we're going to assess that now. Now that converts to a fine against the homeowner. And, you know, we're going to start sending them letters saying, hey, you owe us this $20,000. And at some point, we're just going to foreclose in order to get our $20,000. Well, I can see that working but, that way. I, I just didn't and, see. And that's a lot of times how that happens. Well, that makes sense. And, and, the other thing too is, and the other thing, too, is with Green Valley Ranch, and I think this is something that people kind of have ignored, is Green Valley Ranch is also a metro district. Right. Which gives them a lot more power. And there's a lot there's a lot of HOAs around that, you know, a lot of people look at and they live in a community of maybe two, 3,000 houses. And they have a, a homeowner association. Okay, great. <clears throat> but if you live in, like, say, Reunion up in Commerce City, or uh, a couple of the other big master planned communities in Jeffco and some of the others, some of those are also um, metro districts, so they have even more ability. And, you know, they're saying, well, we want the state to step in, we want the state to do more. Well, yeah, every every year the state tries to re-legislate HOAs, and they're doing it again this year. They're putting new stuff. Yes, and uh, yeah. And here's the funny thing, you know, you say about, well, you know, they're storing all these cars. So there's a piece of legislation right now at the state house that regulates towing companies. Right. And it will also impact HOA. Right. And here's what it says. So currently, your HOA can tow your car if your plates are expired. But under this new legislation, if it passes, only a law enforcement officer can do that. The HOA can't. Yeah, that's because if it's on the property, if, if it's in the street, the the police can. Nope. Right. If if it's well, if it's in the street, so like say, well, here's the other part of it though. Say you pull up and park your car in front of your neighbor's driveway, blocking his driveway, and he comes out and tells you to move. You can just walk away, because under this legislation, if it passes, they have to give you 24 hours before they can tow your car. So you could sit there and block your neighbor's driveway for 24 hours. That's yeah, and you know what? You can listen to this when we get in because we could talk a little bit, George, about this. And because I owned a towing company, and and what we could do is we wait if the police called us, we they would call us and tell you can call the police if it's in the street, and they will come and ticket the guy or tell him to move it, or they'll call us and tell him just come get it, and we would get the car, and then he would have to come to our place and get the car back. Right. But if it's yeah, if, if it's it on the private property. We can't, the police won't touch it. And then, and it used to be that you would call in and say, hey, I want this vehicle removed. I own the property. 
I'm the property owner at this place. I want this vehicle removed. Here's the VIN number. I want it off my property. And then we can go to you. And as soon as we get there, we have to call the police, and they find out if the car is yeah. stolen or not, and then we can take it and then boom. So, um, well, so, so th- this proposal that's in, in the state house right now would change that even further. Yes, it does. To where, to where if, you know, like for an HOA or a condo complex or something like that, Unless you are parked in somebody else's spot, nothing um, they can do. You couldn't. T- yeah, yep. there's nothing the HOA could do. So you could park blocking your neighbor's driveway for up to 24 hours, and the HOA can't touch it because that's the way this law would be. And I, and this has been pointed out now by various HOA attorneys to the state legislature, and they're like, "Oh no, that's not how it's written." And they're like, "Yeah, that is how it's written." That is how it's written. You're right. All right, George, I, I but, appreciate the call because we got a, we got a hard break here. Um, But we'll talk more about this on Drive Radio, which is coming up next. So thank you for calling in. You've been listening to Fix It Radio. Have a nice week. Thank you.